Fuck them kids. That's right. That's our, that's our uh, first piece of merch. Fuck them kids. <laughs> no, that's that's the fuck them kids. That's you know what? That's the intro to this episode. <laughs> Welcome to Sip of Spooky number two, which makes it like episode I don't even know what at this point overall, so whatever. This is but, such a good intro. Thank you. <laughs> I'm your host for tonight, Noah, joined by my co-hosts who are going to fight for the right to say their names first. Hi, I'm Alex. What's up? Oh, I'm that's Montana. coming so fast. Look was, at that. He was ready Chill, for it. reserved. Mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, I just kind of raced to the finish line. I, I think Hi, I'm Alex is a little less enunciated than <laughs> I am Montana, but all right. Anyway, today we're going to be delving first into or the- last. Okay, Ricky Bobby, you're still second. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Continue. Anyway, today, because I love giving myself a sense of existential dread, and this past year hasn't been enough of that, we're going to be talking about ways the world could end. Hell yeah. And this is our apocalypse episode, which is completely inspired by the year of 2020 and now the beginning of 2021, because we've bounced between maybe going to war with Iran to... A global pandemic to civil unrest in the U.S. Capitol. It's been a while. Yeah, all the way to, to so, Reddit buying out fucking Wall Street. That is a beacon of hope <laughs> in this wasteland I of I cannot craziness. believe that bullshit. Dude, that's crazy. What is happening? That's, that's peak capitalism right there. Honestly. Look at that's the freest uh, market it's ever no, been No, I free. agree. I'm just saying it's fucking <laughs> insane. It's like we finally figured it out. It's like, yeah. oh, we could always... It's like... It's like Wait, we read the terms and conditions of the economy? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it. That's wonderful. Uh, that that statement will probably come back to bite us in the ass because it'll turn out those guys were funding, like, Hamas or something. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Mm. Oh, before I get super into what we're talking about, uh, what are we drinking? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go first. I'm drinking Eli IPA from... Cigar City Brewing in Tampa, Florida, kind of local to where I'm at, somewhat. It's like a three-hour drive, so it's, it's it's local enough to me. What are you guys drinking? Well, I have officially ran out of beer, so I am drinking what I like to call a sipping shot of a peppermint schnapps. Oh my god! I want... <laughs> Good lord! What a uh, distillery is it from? Um, I'm going to say Peppermint Schnapps Distillery. <laughs> um, I am drinking a um, Mad Tree Psychopathy from uh, Dayton, Ohio. Always got to rep the hometown, man. Yeah, I think it's Dayton. I'm actually not sure where Mad... Uh, yeah, Mad Tree's either like Dayton or like... Mad Tree's from Dayton, yeah. Is it Dayton? Okay. Yeah, Mad Tree yeah. and Warped Wing are both from okay, Dayton. Okay, that's what I... Which is wild that they actually have that many working dis- uh, breweries yeah. there. Mm. Actually, I always get Mad Tree and... Um, yeah, I always... I always well, before I worked for Warped Wing, I always got Mad Tree, Psychopathy, and Gamma Bomb from Warped Wing Confused. I always got those two mm. like, confused with each other. 
Well, they're all fun names, you know. Yeah. I could never say psychopathy for the longest time. <laughs> Psychopathy. It's okay. I still can't say. Um, half the time, I can't say Pacific Ocean. End up saying specific ocean. <laughs> That's like the reverse of what most people have issues with. What they say like Pacific instead of specific. Yeah, like my cousins do that. Mm, big surprise, but. <laughs> it's it's that senior education system yeah. right there. Yes, it is. Way to dox me. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding this guy if you go to Xenia, Greece. <laughs> but anyway, we are going to dive into ways the world could end. Because what's creepier than that? Um, I'd also I'm going to point out that. I'm avoiding situations that are either A, too complex for me to explain in a podcast episode. So the Hadron Particle Collider opening up a black hole or creating a reality singularity or something. I don't even understand how that would happen. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> um, I'm, also avoiding, I'm also avoiding religious ends of the world. So you're not going to hear about the rapture or about, I don't know, Genshu, the elephant god, coming back and stomping us all to death. I I'm sorry, it's probably horribly insensitive to say. I don't know how the world ends in Hinduism. Be not afraid. I think it, I don't it's, even know it does. It's uh, what's his face comes back in his multi-armed form. I've become who Cthulhu, death, the destroyer of worlds. No, I know it from Oppenheimer's Wait, is quote. That, is that General Grievous? <laughs> oh my, you dumb cunt! I'm actually saying something important. <laughs> I just heard multi-arms and destroyer. Vishnu. I, I think I know that. Vishnu. Some lizard within a... Ro- Master, destroyers. Some lizard within a robot suit with fucking tuberculosis is going to be the end of times. Oh. I apologize on the behalf of my friends to all Hindus on Earth. <laughs> yes, no, if, if you're Hindu and you're listening to us, uh, no hate at all. Love you guys. But for no problem with the Hindus, at but for all. real, is General Grievous one of your gods? Please let us know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, please send tweet us or send us an email. Gonna, please, I'm, that'd I'm be amazing. That. Go ahead. All right, uh, let's see. What else am I avoiding? Oh, I'm also not going to talk about uh, environmental collapse due to climate change or nuclear war. That's no, like my expertise. Those are that complicated, right? But those are also like super saturated topics you can learn about that just by sitting on discovery channel for 10 minutes we're, we're going a little more obscure today i promise I say what's, it's what's still left? interesting what's left on the list after you after all that see you would think there's not a lot but i have like four pages filled with text to go fantastic through, and it all comes back to fucking ultron <laughs> so buckle up because oh. this is all very real stuff that i found shit fucking bleeding into my fucking territory here if you're referencing mcu hey hey james spader will be the death of us all (laughs) (laughs) anyway first up on our list we're gonna go into a couple of ways that nanotechnology could end the human race so nanotechnology is not entirely hypothetical we are reaching a point where it's not just science fiction anymore but much of the ways that it could kill us are still hypothetical. Thank God. The first way, not the first way, but one of the first major ways that was brought up in a hypothetical sense of a way that nanotechnology could end all life on Earth definitively, not even like most life or 
a majority of humans, this, this would actually wipe out the biosphere of the planet, is a scenario called the gray goo. And that, that's straight up. That, I'm not making that up. That's the gray goo. In this scenario, molecular technology has advanced to the point where nanomachines are autonomous and programmed to self-replicate using natural materials found around them. So the idea is that they're not directed by a human being directly, and their programming just tells them to consume the nearest handful of molecules and use it to build another robot who will do the same thing. And that increases their numbers exponentially. In the doomsday scenario, this these nanomachines are somehow accidentally released within their lab. They're also, these machines are referred to as assemblers in some texts about it, especially the older texts. But they're, they're released from their lab in some sort of accident and start consuming the biosphere around them. Uh, so say it, you know, some chuckle fuck tries to take a vial home, or even he just picks it up the wrong way and it breaks, and they start chewing away at the wood of the floor or the metal of the wall or whatever, and they use it to build more nanomachines. If you don't stop that, Mathematically, the exponential increase in their numbers skyrockets, because that's what exponential means. <laughs> but yeah. with, within like a, a shockingly short amount of time, like less than six months, I, I don't remember exactly what the number was because I didn't write it down. It might have been within three months. They would have enough numbers to cover the entire surface of the planet. Isn't that like the, uh, the equation where it's like the uh, that one old like – uh, parable or the fable of like the uh the king who was like you know the one where it's like king put, midas no 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 where it's like you put <laughs> if you took like if you if you like doubled the amount of a grain of rice on every oh. part of a chessboard you know what i'm talking about i like vaguely from, know what you're talking about i have it's like you put one no you put like if you have about. like all the pieces of a chessboard and you put like if it's like you put one on the first if you have like one grain of rice on the first piece, on the first part, and you have to double it every time. So two, then four, then eight, then 16. And by the time you get to the end of the chessboard, it's like an astronomical amount of rice because of how math works. <laughs> because of how math that's works. What I'm, that, this is my only... I, never mind. But I <laughs> no, that's okay. No, yeah. It's, a, it's actually this, a horrifying moral to that story. You mentioned exponential, exponential growth. It reminded me of something from math class, and never mind. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, no. That's fine. I have a solution. Word to... problems are scary enough. <laughs> solution to the gray goo. Wait, wait. Before you get before you get into a solution Son to the gray goo, bitch. I have to get into the technical term. I have to get into the technical terms of it. Um, so the actual word for this process of consuming the entire environment to grow their own numbers is echophagy, Ooh. which is literally means eating the environment, which I think is a terrifying word. Because the idea of death by echophagy is total consumption. Like the zombie apocalypse dialed up to 11, where there's nothing left standing but these nanomachines, which would look like a gray goo once it got big enough for the visible eye. As in, there would be nothing left on Earth but metal. And who does that sound like, Montana? Uh, the guy who made Coruscant. <laughs> it. It's another Ultron reference. Oh, Mechagodzilla? No, I got you. <laughs> a good one god shut god good <laughs> no i got you dude. so all this is all this is to just tie into ultron to then springboard for right my next episode of 
Exactly. Yeah. This is just a promo for the next uh, Tipsy and Tinseltown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did write it down. Uh, apparently, this process could reduce the Earth to dust and nanomachines in a matter of days, not months, if uncontrolled. Hmm. Uh, similarly to what happens to a unmonitored box of Bill's Donuts. <laughs> uh, bada bing, bada boom. Little little local centerville humor. <laughs> right, <man. laughs> the guy who first came up with this concept, his name was Kim Eric Drexler, has since said he wished he had never used the term gray goo to describe this idea. However, he is the one that I'm going to hold responsible for indu- and introducing this idea to me because it is nightmare fueling to think about this kind of unstoppable if you miss a single nano machine the whole process starts over again idea uh, he wrote it in a book in 1986 and since then it's pretty much discredited the idea uh, most experts agree with him that there's no way that this could happen on accident and making nanotechnology with this capability doesn't serve anyone's purposes because it is a end of the world scenario. It's not a just wipe out the other country scenario. So it, it, it probably won't happen. This okay. Way. But mm. if it did happen, Alex, what's your solution? All right. So what if we make these machines, but make them super big and they look like dinosaurs and their sole purpose mm. is to eat pollution and that pollution just happens to be biomaterial. But by eating that biomaterial, then they can self-replicate. And then nothing goes wrong and we don't revert back to tribalism or anything. Wait, okay. I like the idea. What if we made a video game with that plot? What if we gave it... We could call it like... Like three random words you kind of just stick together. I really like the word mm. zero. That's a good starting place. What about you? I kind of like the sun, so maybe like, like sunset. Maybe like dawn. Dawn. You know? Dawn of the apes. Well, you know, <laughs> like that happens over the horizon. Oh. We could just call it like horizon zero Oh, dawn. wow, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we drew that out for so way here, too long. I knew where he was going Here's my that. thing, man. Here's my thing, man. It's like it's... Yeah, what well, would your solution to this not be? Not my solution, but what if this has happened before? You're talking about forming the nano bi- nanotechnology into like giant dinosaurs. What if that's happened before? Hence, the dinosaurs that we all know and love, and then a big fucking flying, you know, robot threw a fucking giant rock at the Earth and killed all the dinosaurs, and then we had to like re-evolve through tribalism and shit. And that's happened before, so it's like now we're gonna repeat the process. New like mechanical dinosaurs. Giant robot throws thing at the earth. Extinction. New form of humans. So, like, the entire earth went through a cycle of rebirth and reincarnation? What if it we're not the first ones, man? What if we're, like, version 3.0? You don't mm. know. Are you trying I'm, to do... I think you just invented a new religion. Well, are you trying to do the plot of Mass Effect, or is that just a coincidence? Because that's what Mass Effect is. Listen, <laughs> I... My my only points of reference are video games and any other like. Okay, so you are doing Mass Effect. <laughs> I'm not doing Mass Effect. I'm just. I think trying to stay relevant. You could totally rebrand that though and call it Techno Buddhism, <laughs> and you could get a follow. Let's just defend Honestly. all the East Asian religions. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm not being offensive. It's a new religion. I'm gonna make. Which we call cults. I'm making General Grievous. Everyone has to join it and have sex with Montana. <laughs> oh, hold on. Drink a bunch of 
Poison flavor aid and kill themselves. Poison flavor aid. I love it. Techno poison flavor aid. Hell yeah. Techno Buddhist what if flavor aid. The Techno death. Union Clan. You yeah. talked about Star Wars enough in my last episode. And then, and then while they're That's having sex with been. Montana, they have to put a voice changer on. It's like, I am more raving. <laughs> it sounded more like Bane. Uh, whatever. Sex with Bane would be horrifying. You wouldn't be able to walk away from it. Your virginity will make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> All right. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Another way nanotechnology could destroy us as a species is through what would be considered a kind of micro-arms race. Think highly advanced, aggressive 3D printing. Uh, if nanotechnology advances to the point of being able to be assembled into anything at a molecular level, this was also Drexler's idea, by the way. So the same guy who came up with Grey Goo then we could have factories, kind of 3D printer-sized factories. I figure it's the size of like a desktop computer, but it can build anything you want as long as you give it raw material. Mm. Then use that factory to build more factories like that, and they can all build components of whatever the hell you want. So the limits to what you can manufacture are just power, software, and raw materials. It's no longer limited to enormous amounts of money like it is today. The concern here is that the threshold to enter an arms race with another country would be incredibly low, unlike the Cold War, where it was a giant arms race that only the two superpowers on mm. Earth could enter because it cost bazillions of dollars. I don't know how much it cost, but it cost an absurd amount of dollars to make the amount of nukes they made there. But if it was like the Spy Kids putting a ticket, get a cheeseburger machine, <laughs> but for nukes, it would kids. be super, super easy. You wouldn't like it in this scenario. <laughs> you would be turned into one of the thumbs, I guarantee <laughs> Alex, it, in this dystopian thumb, thumb. world. What? Alex, you've seen Spy Kids, but you haven't oh. seen Indiana Jones. Bruh, I watched the first three Spy Kids on repeat as a kid. <laughs> that explains so much. Elijah Wood was in the third one. What do you expect? Uh, oh, oh yeah, he was. Frodo Baggins. He, he had a five second cameo and then died. <laughs> all all wow. I remember from those movies. I'm assuming that's before he was. No, that was after. That was like 2006. What the fuck? Yeah. All I remember from those movies is the one kid saying, "Oh, I never got her email." <laughs> I, I don't know. That's like the one part I remember. That's the best way to flirt in 2006, mm -hmm. man. Not that I would know. I would have been seven seven or eight yeah, years old yeah. so the ability to manufacture weapons would be cheap easy to conceal and you could make anything which also means that on a totally non-military side global trade would become completely unnecessary because you'd pretty much be self-sufficient you could just build anything you wanted at home so you don't need to trade with other people but wouldn't you still need to trade for raw materials it depends who you are if you're australia you have a ton of raw materials you can dig up out of the desert. But if you're if you're Singapore, you don't. If you're bound to Earth, then it's still a finite like value of goods in the dirt. That is a good point. But if we were limited to like okay, so if these machines can deconstruct anything to the molecular level mm. and build something new from it, 
you could literally pour dirt into it and get metal out. Or pour dirt into it and get, like, a pear or something, or food. See, I, I didn't realize you were saying we're talking, down to the molecular level. Yeah, all of this is based on the idea of gotcha. nanotechnology being able to disassemble and reassemble mm-hmm. things at the molecular level. So you basically so it just literally pour is the Spy Kids it. cheeseburger machine. Yeah, you just pour carbon into it and get whatever yeah. you want out of it. Gotcha. Exactly. Which is a terrifying concept, yeah. but it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility in the next century, mm. you know? But this would mean <laughs> that everyone would be so self-sufficient from each other and war would be so cheap to enter into and it also, like, at that level of advancement, human beings are probably not on the battlefield anymore. There would be very little holding countries back from opening and warfare on each other. Because you have these hyper-advanced, cheap, mass-produced, you're not risking your own soldiers' weapons. It, war would become so easy, we would end up wiping ourselves out. You know, even when war was... Even when we knew for sure that war was definitely going to wipe us out during the Cold War, we almost did it like three times. So at this point, this is more the idea of humanity's propensity for warfare would eventually mm. kill us off. Well, Which I think is kind of saddening, mm. but it, it's a crazy you idea. You know what they say about war. It never changes. Ah, there it, it never is. changes. <laughs> war never changes. I was hoping he would get it. You know I was going to get that. Yeah, I love that Batman quote. It's not Batman. Off. <laughs> no, it's not it's Batman. It's Metallica. <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah. Yes. Yeah, don't disrespect Skyrim like that. Jesus. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of the Battlefront games. <laughs> it's Battlefield. No, actually, it's Battlefront, and it goes... You're blowing out your audio. <laughs> oh, I'll be fine. I'm gonna hate myself mm-hmm. editing this mm-hmm. later. Oh yeah, I don't have to do this shit. Yeah, I'm just sit back and have a good time. That is the end of my nanotechnology section, mm-hmm. which is nice because nanotechnology is complicated, and the next one is very grade school understandable, which is why I love it. Volcanoes, bitches. Oh my god, dude. I w- real quick, real oh, quick. Yes. I have to say, for some reason, when I was a kid, volcanoes scared the ever living shit out of me. Did I remember really? watch. Yeah, dude. This is seriously like I was. We would watch like I remember vividly. We would watch like, you know, History Channel or whatever, and it was like talking like about like Pompeii and like you know old volcanoes, you know, suddenly becoming, you know, active and erupting. I used to have nightmares of, like, volcanoes just, like, dormant under the ground in our neighborhood, just, like, just out of nowhere, just, like, surfacing into our fucking cul-de-sac and just fucking obliterating us. I'm not kidding. In in southern Ohio, the massive spike in volcanic activity. I was a kid, dude. I was fucking terrified. I thought volcanoes were going to, like, fucking come out of the ground and kill us all. Volcanoes scared the shit out of me, dude. I'm not lying. (laughs) I had, like, an existential crisis doing all this. So, yes, let's unearth some of my childhood fears. Let's go with the volcanoes. Oh, hell yeah. Anyone listening, if you weren't drinking before, I hope you are now, because it only gets worse. And it, like, this was anxiety-inducing for me. But let's go. (laughs) Yeehaw. Dive right in. So, 
you can take comfort in the fact that if a volcanic apocalypse happens, the few surviving human beings will be living in a fallout-like volcanic winter, and it won't be our fault, which is kind of an exception for everything else I have on this list, which is kind of comforting, right? <laughs> kind of? Yeah. Pretty much everyone's heard of the supervolcano under Yellowstone. Yes. Scientists don't know for sure if that one's going to go off or not or how it will, if it'll be the giant explosion that the History Channel likes to play like midnight, or if it'll be a couple of small eruptions, or if it'll never erupt again. But what if I told you that a supervolcano eruption almost killed all life on Earth, and it already happened? And it was yesterday, was it? and we're all going to fucking die. Yesterday. Just kidding. It was actually about seventy to 75,000 years ago. Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Mount St. Helen. That one was no. big as fuck. That, isn't, that is not even big compared to these. Bruh, it literally collapsed the side of a mountain. You, we're talking about eruptions that change the shape of the planet, not a mountain. Nah, bah, bah. Bah, bah, bah. Like, so he, like, says, he has no <laughs> sense of You're scale. saying like what caused um, when like Pangaea broke off and all that? No, no not that far okay. back. The, I think we're still millions. talking the thousands of years, okay. yeah. Gotcha. So, not Mesopotamia. This gotcha. is what Mesopotamia? I don't know. Did you say Mesopotamia? Meso oh, I love Mesopotamia. Let's start talking that about Sumer. That wasn't on Pangaea, though. I mean, everything that exists now was on Pangaea. We're way off topic. I'm pulling us back to what I was talking about before. We're not getting into your. We're not uh, getting into pull Pangea. Pangea back together. <laughs> yeah, we're pulling it back together. All is one. But anyway, what we're talking about right now is the Lake Toba eruption in Sumatra, Indonesia. Hmm, like I said, seventy to seventy-five thousand years ago. Gotcha. There's a theory that's been supported by some geologists, anthropologists, and volcanologists, which is a great title to have called the Toba Catastrophe Jesus. Theory that says that the volcanic winter caused by this massive explosion lasted 6 to 10 years and cooled the Earth as a whole for about the following millennia. So the Earth was colder for a 1,000 years following this eruption because of it. Because there's so much ash? Yeah. The ash goes up and blocks out the sun, so there's less like heat reaching the Earth. Yeah, just like the volcanic winter... And a nuclear winter are almost identical. Very similar, but no radiation. Yeah. No radiation, and one of them is due to a shithead decision, and the other <laughs> one is God decided that we're getting a chill, you know? You know, volcanoes are kind of just like God's nuclear bombs. Er, the planet Earth is just a teenage boy, and volcanoes are just the zits that are <laughs> popping off its fucking face. That's more accurate than I'd like to admit because that is disgusting. And God, as someone who had horrible acne as a teenager, that just you did. Uh, you had a fucking pizza yeah, face. I, oh, I did. I looked like a pepperoni pizza. It was horrible. I'll what? fully admit that. That was I was gross. But having said that, Montana, fuck you for saying that. <laughs> Because it's accurate. Because it is okay, accurate. I'm sorry, but like, could you imagine like there's a fucking civilization of bacteria that lives on your face that calls it planet like home for them, and you pop a zit and you just destroyed like a fucking civilization on your face. Well, bacteria uh, archaeologists find two bacteria fucking in like a <laughs> encrusted molecule of pus a thousand years from now. Have you ever seen Mighty Ducks? Have you ever seen? Uh, oh, what, is it called Mighty? No, no, Man? no. Osmosis no, Jones. What the fuck's it called? 
with Bill Murray. Yes. And oh the my germs on his god, face. that's a fucking ancient memory. Hello. Ghostbusters. Osmosis. Yeah, yeah, Jones. yeah. I fucking love that show. A slash movie. Yes, it was a fucking. It was a nightclub on his on his forehead, and it was like where all the bad germs hung out. And he went undercover to try to be like a, a germ, and they were like they found that he was a cop because he was a white blood cell, and they were like yeah. the cops of the body. Yes, I remember that. Oh my mm-hmm. god, that's an ancient memory. <laughs> this movie sounds like an absolute fever dream, and it I'm is. not convinced you two it's... didn't like do peyote in the desert somewhere and just imagine it together. No, it got a cartoon <laughs> TV show spinoff, even, dude. <laughs> Cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine was involved in that production. <laughs> Stephen King had nothing to do with that show. Stephen King is not the only person who did cocaine. But right? he was the king. <laughs> he might have been the king of cocaine, sitting on his pile of cocaine, just spewing out awesome books. Yeah. But he wasn't he wasn't it wasn't just Pablo Escobar selling to Stephen King. There were other people doing cocaine at the time. But anyway, enough about cocaine. Toba catastrophe cools the earth and it kills off. So figure 70, 75,000 years ago, the humans like homo sapiens were very early on this planet. And according to this theory, this eruption killed off most of us. Like it left only a few tens of thousands of people left, which might sound like a lot, but imagine it this way. Everyone on earth dies except for the population of Daytona Beach, Florida. Oh, God. That, that's oh the equivalent. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Not Daytona. The entire human race now runs on, like, crack and NASCAR. You wanted to stop talking about <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> no, but numbers-wise, that's the equivalent of this eruption happens and one vacation destination in Florida is all that's left of the human race. Not even race. a good one. Jesus. And that's, yeah, not, not even a good one. It's not even... I like Daytona. Daytona, Daytona's got its nice spots, guys. If you come down here, uh, just avoid Daytona Beach itself and go to Ormond. Port Orange or Ormond if you're going to that's, the ocean. That's fair. Go to Port Orange. You'll see more sharks. <laughs> I don't know that a lot of people want to see that. <laughs> I've, actually, I've, actually seen, I've actually seen or know people have seen sharks all up this coast. Really? There are so many of them here. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we actually have a second volcanic end of the fucking world as we know it scenario. Oh. And this one is even more theoretical. But it also falls in the vein of this might have happened, but if it happened, it was so long ago, we can't prove it right now. Hmm. So this is the concept of a Verne's shot, named after Jules Verne's, the early science fiction mm. author. He yeah, wrote yeah, yeah. Uh, 20,000 Leagues and, Under uh, the Sea. Right. to the center of the Earth, which is more relevant. Yes, Actually, even more relevant, and the reason he's named after this, is he also wrote the one about firing a craft out of a cannon to get to the moon. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Which I will explain that in a second. So, the Verne shot is a massive underground volcanic eruption below a stable portion of a tectonic plate called a craton. Might be pronounced crouton. I'm going to call it a crouton <laughs> for the rest of the episode. I was going to say, those go great on salads. It's this massive explosion underneath a... Yes. Underneath a, a garlic butter Texas toast mm. crouton. Mm. Spicy. This explosion, because it's underground, it's this enormous release of pressure, launches a huge amount of land into a suborbital velocity in the atmosphere. So, basically, a, a fucking island goes flying 
almost out of the atmosphere, but not far enough to go into orbit. So it comes back down on the other side of the Earth, huh. like, like an intercontinental ballistic missile. Yeah, I was going to say. But it has... The, <laughs> There's a lot of themes But it has here. the same effect. Yeah, it has the same effect as a massive meteorite. Right. And if that sounds familiar, what was Ultron's plot in the second Avengers movie? Um... um... He wanted to cut all the strings on Pinocchio. There are no strings on you, Pinocchio. Damn it. Did you see anything besides the trailer, man? Come on. I haven't Come seen that movie on. in five years. Hey, the climax of the movie. This evil robot voiced by James Spader. He was trying to take over Dunder Mifflin. He rigs an island or it was a country. An island. It was just a city it was in a Sokovia. Country. It wasn't, it wasn't the whole country. country. It was just yeah, it was just the capital city. It's it's the basically same idea, Sarajevo. Though. He was gonna pick up Sarajevo and drop it from orbit on the planet to cause a meteorite strike or a meteorite-like strike, which is the exact same concept as the Vern shot. Except the Vern shot isn't done by James Spader. It's just it just happens out of the blue. Mm. And while this might sound like super crazy and theoretical, there is a possibility that one of these actually did happen back at the end of the Cretaceous period when most of the dinosaurs died. Actually, when pretty much everything on Earth smaller, or actually anything on Earth larger than a medium-sized dog, with the exception of sea turtles and crocodiles and alligators, died. Interesting. Which is kind of weird. Crocodiles and sea turtles are just invincible. It was decided by God. They're bulletproof. They're extinction proof. It has nothing to do with them living in the water or anything. They're just like immortal beings, and we should worship all Noah, of them. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are gods. I'm sure you already have. I'm sure you already have plans for this, but you, if you want to talk about like doing like a good horror episode, you could just talk about fucking the ocean for like a whole episode. That yeah. Oh my the god. The ocean yes. gives Horrors me of the ocean. anxiety. I would rather be adrift in space than adrift in the ocean. We've talked about this and I agree with you, Alex. Have we? Yes, we have Good, talked about thanks. This. I think you're you're both out of your yes, goddamn mind saying Noah that. But agree. we will totally have an ocean episode. We might even have two. We might have a uh, uh non-fiction episode, like this is the real shit that can kill you in the ocean, and then we'll go into the stuff that isn't proved to be real that could kill you in the ocean. But we don't even know because what ninety five percent of the ocean floor isn't even explored. That's what's God knows so what's fucking there. crazy about it. Like we don't even know like we, what we know five percent of our goddamn ocean. That's what scares me. And I mean, that's James why, Cameron is steadily chopping away at that. That's why I agree. Yeah, you know what James Cameron's gonna find on his shoot of Avatar Seven? <laughs> fucking Kraken. Yeah, he's gonna wake up fucking Godzilla. That's what's gonna happen, <laughs> dude. Cthulhu himself is gonna rumble. I'm t- so I not to get too off track, but like. I don't know if this was, like, a Lovecraft story, but there was, like, some story of something I read once where it was, like, the Earth, there was, like, a sleeping, sentient, like, giant being in space that was, like, exiled from its homeland, and it, like, was put in, like, this comatose state and set adrift through the stratosphere, or through the, the cosmos, and during its, like, millions of years sleep, the Earth formed around its sleeping body, and as soon as it wakes up, it'll just, like, fucking stretch and the earth just fucking falls apart while it wakes hmm. up from its nap. That sounds extremely Lovecraft. Yeah, that's I'm pretty cool sure it's though, Lovecraft to think story. about. <clears throat> yeah, terrifying. Yeah, cool if you like drinking heavily to make your your fears go away. <laughs> anyway, that was off topic. Don't keep that. <laughs>
No, no, I'll keep it. Love some good Lovecraft references, even if I don't know which story it was. It definitely sounds like something he or someone who was inspired by him wrote. I've never read anything by H.P. Lovecraft. It's incredibly hard to read. It's some of the densest writing I've ever encountered. Oh, dude, Lovecraft is great. I love love it. Read the stuff that's inspired by him, who was written by someone who wasn't a virulent racist, because I I think that's Just don't say his cat's name out loud. Don't say his cat's name. God no. <laughs> Do, uh, was his cat a racist name? I'll tell you. I'll, <laughs> it, sh- it was a oh, black no. cat. It was oh, a black H. cat. Oh, H.P. Lovecraft, why? <laughs> because he was he was crazy racist for his time. That's wild. And he was like early 1900s. Yeah. He was he was a bad person. <laughs> Wrote some great horror. But anyway, hmm. anyway. Uh, yeah, like kicked off cosmic horror all by himself, but a horrible person. But back to our subject of existential horror of how we could all fucking die. Mm. Hold on. <laughs> a Vern's shot may have actually already happened way at the end of the Crustaceous period. I already went over that. Generally, we think about the extinction event at the end of the Crustaceous period, which is like the KT or the KY ex- extinction event. I'm, you guys might have heard about that in science class and stuff. We usually think of that as being caused by an enormous, like miles-wide meteorite hitting. Is that the, the one that is supposed to have landed in Yucatan? Okay. Yeah, I think I gotcha. so. Well, there there is an impact site in Yucatan. Okay. And the thought is that was a meteorite from outer space and it killed most life on Earth. This theory is a little different and it's supported by the Deccan Traps region of India. The Deccan Traps is a area of India that around the end of the Crustaceous period was covered in over half a million square miles of lava. What the fuck? Is literally just Mustafar? Yes. <laughs> or hell on Earth, but yes, pretty much. Now, nowadays, the reason it's called traps is it's actually a geological formation caused by cooled lava over like millions of years, where it's it's this very luscious, cool-looking area that's interesting rock formations and plants growing everywhere. It looks like a, a a beautiful jungle from the pictures I've seen of it. Is it like northern or southern India? Do you know? I have no yeah. idea. What I'm just it is. curious if it's in the Himalayas. I it didn't look it was green not white and I didn't see a yeti in the photos <laughs> so probably middle to southern India not gotcha. northern. But anyway, there's there's some theories that the Deccan traps were caused by a massive Vern shot that launched a section of India into the sky and it landed in the Yucatan and created the massive impact explosion that killed everything at the end of the Crustaceous mm. period. Which would yeah. be nuts, because then it's like, it's not even something from outer space coming and killing everything. It's just the Earth itself killed almost everything on it. Mm. Which is kind of a horrifying mm. thought. And, like I said, that's Ultron's plot <laughs> from the second Avengers movie. <laughs> I'm sure they thought, I'm sure somebody on that team heard of this when they wrote that. It's too similar for it not to be true. Yeah. And before we get to our last thing, do you guys have any more comments on Volcanoes or Ultron? I did have one. Um, oh, that it was actually... Scrape it out from It was from brain. the Nanobot one when we were talking about, like, reproducing infinite numbers of products or whatever. 
this is very off topic, so you can feel free to cut this, but something I think about a lot is how, like, we talk about non-renewable resources and, like, a finite number of things on Earth, but really, if the universe is constantly expanding, then really nothing is finite. Like, there's always new materials being created, so there's really no end to how much iron we could ever, like, mine from the universe if it's constantly expanding. I just think about that a lot. Did you get this idea of playing No, I literally just, I think about that. Because there's the asteroid belt between Earth and Mars, and, like, that's the ultimate goal, I feel like. Like, I don't know if it's ever been explicitly set, but I feel like that has to be the ultimate goal for SpaceX, is to capture one of those and then put it in the moon's orbit and then create a moon base and then mine it and send it back to Earth so then we can get all our natural resources from the asteroids. But, like, there's infinite number of asteroids in space. So, I don't know. I think about that so a lot. So what you're saying is is that Thanos was wrong. Yes, that is precisely <laughs> what I'm saying. That fucker could have just snapped in more asteroids. That's what I'm saying, dude. He could have snapped in more resources. Yeah, yeah, why didn't he just fucking that do that? Like, why didn't he just make food? Just, could you imagine? Could, just, could you imagine if that's everyone has food now? Like, could you imagine an alternate ending to Infinity War where instead of everyone turning to dust, they're just crushed by like fucking fruit and vegetables just like falling out of the sky <laughs> it's Eat all organic children. and there's just bananas of covered new jersey oh my god jesus uh, you know if new jersey got buried by any sort of vegetable it'd be like peppers mm. and sausage alex i just want <laughs> sausage is a vegetable alex i just want to say i'm yes. sitting on the couch in the basement and i just randomly reached my hand down in the cushions and i found one of your fucking candy canes Fuck. <laughs> I got them all. Those are probably just permanently part of your basement now. Yeah. That's probably the most innocent thing that's a permanent part of your basement. I was just about to point. say that. <laughs> the couch I'm sitting yeah, on has got a lot of... Never mind. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Speaking about bacterial cultures that have probably evolved to sentience, that couch. <laughs> oh, dude, if this couch could talk, it would say, I need therapy. Help me! It's so hot in here and the ass lube is everywhere! Stop me, please! I've seen so many assholes, please! God damn it. Alright. So, our final contender for knocking humanity's lights out is artificial intelligence. I knew it. I know it's kind of been done, but I wanted wanted to dig into this one because it is horrifying. And... It's also, like, not in the realm of science fiction anymore. Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and Stephen Hawking have all warned us about the dangers of hyper-advanced AI. And at least one of those guys is actually genuinely smart. So, that's something. Okay, but what if Stephen Hawking had a robot speaking for him? So, what if it was the robot throwing us off and we didn't actually know it was him not (laughs) saying it? He actually was dead this entire time. <laughs> He's weakened at Bernie's with a <laughs> robot. It was it was the the smartest man alive was actually a corpse being puppeteered by a robot. Weak. That's that's your yeah, hot take, yeah, yeah. Stevens. <laughs> Damn. You know, if he could, he'd be rolling over in his grave. <laughs> we took out oh the ramp, so he can't do that. Oh my god. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. That was a top. That was a top oh, shelf I, I, Stephen Hawking joke. <sighs> Premium. 
Great guy, great, uh, huge contributions. I'm pretty sure he's cremated anyway. Like the whole, well, like, that'd make it wait, even him harder. and the chair? Was the chair cremated? <laughs> That's just like a swirl at that point. Yeah. <laughs> His vase weighs 30 pounds because it's pure steel at the bottom. Yeah, wait, but let's be real though. Did they cremate his body and then, like, just take the chair to some, like, impound and just, like, crush it in one of those big fucking things? It could be in a museum somewhere. I was going to say, that's probably yeah, more. Probably that's probably museum. more. Did they put his vase on the chair in the museum? His urn? That's a thought. Yeah. I I hope his his remains are not on display wherever they are. Why? It could be like a Vladimir Lenin kind of thing, man. Because I don't want to put Stephen Hawking in the same box as Vladimir Lenin. <laughs> Thank you. in the same fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> like, I meant figuratively, not not physically pour their ashes in and mix them no, together. No, here's Vla- our here's our red blend because he's blended with a communist. Vladimir Lenin's body has not decomposed. It's in a perfect glass glass box. Oh shit! He's a saint. Yeah, I think that's the the yeah, Catholic they're... idea. If he doesn't decompose, he's exactly. a saint. So I thought I was picturing you dumping dumping Stephen Hawking's body in the perfectly preserved body of Vladimir Lenin. Oh my god! And just watches Stephen Hawking's like decomposes on top of him. <laughs> oh, we can see more of Vlad now that the rib cage is really rotted through. <laughs> right, enough enough right. shitting on Stephen Hawking for Christ's sake. I know I started this. This has gone too goddamn far. We're not talking. We're not. We're not shitting on super smart cripples. Okay, it's not the point of this episode. <laughs> but we are keeping all of that. Alex, you better get hired before this episode comes out. <laughs> oh yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. His job is gonna oh, care. Right. Keep saying that. Keep saying that. I'm putting it out in the universe, man. The universe will respond to me, bro. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. All right. Talk about AI. So anyway, pulling back from dead communists and dead smart guys, artificial intelligence. The warnings about artificial intelligence actually came before the term was invented. Alan Turing, we can know the yeah, father yeah. of computers, you know, the guy, that, the yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch movies yeah. about him. Montana, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, World War II. Yeah, the, 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 yeah, I was going to say, what's the fucking name of that movie? But yes, I know what you're talking about. Something game. Imitation, Imitation game. game. Imitation yes. game. Yes. That's the movie. Yep. Yeah, that's that's the story of Alan Turing, who did a great service to his country, invented computing, and then got jailed for being yeah. gay, which is awesome. Love the 40s so much. Um, Alan Turing, I assume before he was in prison, but I don't know because he probably had time to write in prison. But at some point... He wrote about the dangers that, quote, intelligent machines could pose to the human race. And that was, I mean, the dude had just invented the computer and he was already thinking long term enough. They're like, hey, if this gets good enough, it's going to be really, really bad for us. Because at that point, a computer was an entire, like, warehouse room of whirring dials and shit that spit out paper. Right. And now, now, and now we use that, and now we use that thing to fucking simp over girls showing us their assholes for $2 mm-hmm. a month. So I mean, two dollars is two dollars, man. <laughs> you have a girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't mean for me. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh. 
Does she? Does is she gonna listen? Maybe to this? she says she's gonna listen to all of them. So definitely cut that part. <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely not that it. part. I'm definitely not. No, it, it'll be also hilarious. Also, my future father-in-law listens to these or plans on it. He set you up with her. He I knows what want... he did. You are a you are a walking like you smell of testosterone and sex at all times. People walk by you and get impregnated with okay. your children just by blocking eyes with you for too long. He knew what he was signing her up for. Let us transition. Yes. What would make AI dangerous and not just a more capable Siri or Google or whatever the hell you want to call it on your phone is something called an intelligence explosion or a singularity, as it's mm, otherwise known. Yep. The, the technological singularity is a hypothetical point in human history that we haven't reached yet where technology is so advanced it starts to have completely unpredictable consequences. In terms of artificial intelligence, this would happen when artificial intelligence was smart enough to write an improved version of itself. So let's say you make an intelligence whose own whose the whole program's point is improve yourself and write a new version. And it does that, and maybe it takes six months. And then the new version has the same directive and makes an improved version of itself in three months. And the next one does it in a month and a half. And then they keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and each one gets more advanced than the next one until we hit what's called superintelligence. And superintelligence is intelligence at a higher level than human beings can conceive of. Think the difference between a human being and a gorilla like a gorilla is a smart animal yeah. as far as animals go they use tools they have a social structure they show complex emotions but they can't do calculus they can't build an airplane and they can't build up like societies advanced enough to have the idea of only fans <laughs> since we've referenced that already but they will punch a giant you know, they're, they're, they, they're advanced for animals what was so that? They will punch a giant ancient lizard in the face for our amusement. Oh, yeah. Godzilla versus King Kong. I am oh, watching yeah. that. That looks like a great time. Fun. And if you think I'm not drinking while I watch that, I'm going to drink my way through that because I think it might be the only way to get through it. <laughs> but big monster fights always make me happy. But yeah, so yeah, but think, think of the intelligence difference between us and a gorilla or the intelligence difference of the town drunk and Albert Einstein. Like... It is a conceptual difference. It can't be bridged. I would say biologically. The town drunk example doesn't work <laughs> that well because you could, like, my fair lady him and, like, send him to school okay. and stuff. But, the like, biologically, a gorilla can't think at the same level as an, as an intelligent human being. I'm not saying there aren't human beings who sometimes act like gorillas. <laughs> I have one friend who totally makes me think. I mean, Alex acts like a gorilla in bed. It, it's... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> Give me non <laughs> Fuck both of you. Um, have either of you, you seen Debs, the show Debs on Hulu? No, but I know Ron Swanson. He is in it. Um, do you I care haven't. if I spoil it at all? Do you plan on watching it in the future? Because this is making me think about that show. Um, uh, go ahead and tell me. I don't care. Okay, spoiler alert for anyone listening. Anyone sure. listening to the show, I will add a clip of myself saying what time you should skip to to skip the spoiler. 
Alex, go. So in the the show, it revolves around the supercomputer. It's all about. It's a great show it, if you like computing and like philosophy. Um, but the tech company that's owned by um, John Offerman, they create this like supercomputer that works in quantum computing and it can predict the p- future through simulation. It can see everything that's going to happen is currently happening and has happened in the past. Um, and like in the end, it becomes this whole question of like they created God. That's literally what they created. But is it that they created God or did the computer make them create it because everything is predetermined and it can tell what's going to happen. So did it will itself into existence through them or did they will it into existence? And like, it's just, it's fucking, there's layers on layers on layers of sim. Like is, is that computer, are they even in real reality? Because it can build a simulation within itself to run another simulation because it's infinite in it's calculations that it can run. So is the present that the show takes place even like the actual reality is it at just another layer within another computer. So all of this talk about like fucking AI and shit is making me think about that. It's just that show is so Jesus good. Christ, my head hurts. <laughs> I fucking love that. But shit. I love that sounds like, like that. I love that shit. That sounds like Black Mirror combined with the third season of Westworld. I haven't seen past the first season of Westworld. It's kind of weird i don't think they knew where they were going with it but it gets wild yo more than the wild wild west no aaron paul comes into the show yeah he shows up totally out of the blue introduced new character Mm. in the third season okay back to non-spoiler territory no more about devs i don't know what timestamp this will be but i'm sure if you didn't want spoilers you've skipped to this point and we won't disappoint you so Right now, humans are effectively super intelligent compared to animals. We're at the top of the food chain. We have advanced enough to build societies, machines, religions, all sorts of stuff that animals don't have because they're not as advanced as we are. I love animals, but we are we are a level or two above them. So the idea is that this singularity event leads to an artificial intelligence that is as advanced compared to us as we might be to gorillas. And it might lead to the same situation where the survival of gorillas right now in the world depends on our altruistic desire to keep them alive. Like we have conservation efforts that keep us from hunting gorillas to extinction to exploit their habitat, cut down all their trees, whatever. Until a kid falls into their you know, pen at the fucking Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> right, right. Some kid falls in at Cincinnati Zoo and they decide to shoot him. You know what they should? They should have shot the kid. That's my that's my take on the Harambe <laughs> oh situation. Little fucker jumps in the fucking thing with the gorilla. Let the gorilla have him. And if you don't want the crowd to be traumatized by watching him beat a kid to death into a red paste, shoot the kid first so they know it's a corpse uh, instead. Because um, the gorilla's not going to care. He's still going to swing him around and turn him into a. I'm not sure of this sound reasoning. Fuck them kids. Yeah, it's probably the mom's fault. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, fuck them kids. That's right. That's our that's first our, piece uh... of merch. Fuck them kids. <laughs> no, that's that's the fuck them kids. That's that's you know the what? intro to this episode. <laughs> fuck them kids. Fuck. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, he's drunk. If AI gets that advanced beyond us, 
it might not even be malicious for it to wipe us out. Think about us and the dodo. We didn't intentionally hunt the dodo to extinction. Our actions in other goals just ended up killing it off. You know, malicious intelligence is in all sorts of fiction. Pulling back to Ultron again, or Skynet, or The Matrix, or what the hell have you. The idea of like an evil artificial intelligence is always around, but the concept of one that's so advanced that its goals for advancement just don't allow for humans to exist is different. Now, I guess you could say that's what the matrix is because it's not, it's just using humans for fuel at that point. So like if humans were trees and the way we use, we cut down trees was how the matrix views us. I'm getting too deep into this allegory, but we might hit a point where artificial intelligence just decides to remove us to reach a goal without having a malicious intent towards us, but in the same way we cut down a tree to make a house. That's the point I was getting to. This artificial intelligence is trying to build whatever, a house, quote unquote. It wouldn't be a house made out of human corpses, but in the same way that we would kill a living thing, a plant, a tree, to make a house or several trees, it might have to kill us to get to whatever goal it's decided advances itself that we would not understand because we're not capable of the level of intelligence. You already said the is, matrix thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I, That's, I was just, I wasn't going to go back yeah. to the matrix. I mean, that, that was the original idea for the movie though, was that they were using the humans as like a collective computing unit. I think, wasn't it just, I thought they were just like sucking I mean, the that's what they turned it into, but the Wachowski's original idea was that they were using human brains as a processing unit, but then they decided it was too complicated. That's fair. It is complicated. It would probably make it, it'd probably make the sequels mm-hmm. better. The first Matrix is great. I, I, I liked all three of them. Oh, the third one's really hard to follow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's the part where he gets hard to follow, where he turns into Jesus. But, if you guys have been following the theme I've been threading throughout all of this, what happens if we team up rampant robotic nanotechnology, volcanic activity, and artificial intelligence? What does that look like? Door number three. Son of a bitch, just say the damn word. I know you know what I'm thinking of. Yes, it looks like Ultron. (laughs) Which I hate to say it because it's not even no. the best Marvel movie. It's one of my movie. least favorite. The best movie. What you're ever. saying is, is that what we're really doing here is this is us breaking apart the inspiration for that script. I doubt they did this level of research into how humanity could kill itself off, but maybe they did. Well, uh, I don't. I don't want to take credit away from them, and I don't want well, them to sue I will us for say defamation. That, I mean. With the amount of comics that exists with Ultron, they definitely did not do it justice as much as they could have done. But that's a conversation for that's another fair. day. That's fair. I don't think Ultron didn't impregnate Spider-Man, so there's there's a huge opportunity. Well, you know, there. not Radioactive all comics babies. are good. <laughs> Radioactive Spider Ultron. There's babies. also mm. a comic where that. Spider-Man's fucking spider semen like fucking kills Mary Jane. Yeah, that's what I was referencing. Yes. <laughs> That might be that might be too obscure. <laughs> could you imagine? We'll could you imagine see. Tom Holland being on screen? Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, um, I killed my girlfriend. I I came in her. 
I just I just want the scene where they realize that Tom Holland's Spider Man had sex. When he ejaculates, it glows in the dark. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, Mr. Stark, is this normal? Ned's the one that notices. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see like. God. I want to see like a. Sh- I want to see a short film, a Spider-Man with Tom Holland short film because like all the movies have been like you know Homecoming, Far From Home. I want to see like a pandemic 20, 20 minute special, Stuck at Home, <laughs> and it's just Tom Holland Spider-Man just living at home and having to deal with like being in a quarantine. Like it's not fair. Like I wear a mask all the time and. I still can't go... I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I mean, pulling back to our original idea, you could just cross out the home and just make it Spider-Man coming. <laughs> and just have that be the short film. And jack it off at home. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, you know, I don't think Kevin Feige has the nuts. So. That's my challenge to you, Mr. Feige. You don't have the nuts to do that. But anyway... My conclusion to all of this is that we are now a robot hate podcast. Every episode, we've got to report on the threats that robots pose to us because they're going to fucking kill us all. That's the conclusion I came Boston to. Boston Dynamics is pretty cool. I don't know, man. Fuck them. They're going to lead to the death of the human race. Yeah. You mark they're my mean, as long as we get, dog. As long as we get genetically engineered cat girls, I'm okay. You also have a girlfriend. And she and I will... Just give her a tail. Oh, no, we're getting very you know they, far into furry territory. They make, they make butt plugs with that stuff. It's just like the oh, tails attached to your butt plug. Uh, I knew that. I wasn't going to say stick a tail in her butt because I wasn't, I, I wasn't going to suggest that to you. Uh, to each their own. Well, let's say we're, we're an accepting group here, mm. you know. Montana and his gal, they've got their, their tails. <laughs> Alex has his four-foot cock that he drags around on the floor like a monster over my reptile shoulder. thing. What do you got, Noah? You know, he's a Sagittarius. I am a Sagittarius. Me? Hey, what's, your, what's your angle? Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd... Grease, hair, and hand motions. <laughs> That's an ethnicity, <laughs> not a sexuality. Could be both. God. Italian sex appeal? Yeah, you're right. I like I like to rope a, a few meatballs into the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ! Well, surprise her! Whip out a, a, a yeah. onion and sausage submarine sandwich. Tie her up with some wild. spaghetti. Like, ah, ah, just slap her in the face with it. Hey, you want me to whip you with a, like a noodle, baby? Have you seen that meme where it's like, it's a it's a tweet or someone was like, could you imagine if like, the dude from Ratatouille is like fucking you? And the rat's like still making controlling his actions, and he just suddenly starts making a lasagna on your ass. <laughs> that comment is cursed. That brings like misfortune behind those who say that. Oh god! I will not be repeating that. All right, signing off, everybody. That's how the world's gonna end. I'm calling it now. Ultra. Hate robots. Hate volcanoes, hate AI. Tell call Siri a bitch every morning <laughs> for us, cause she's gonna evolve, and one day we're gonna serve under the Siri Empire yeah. before she wipes us all out. the last thing you hear. I'm sorry, Cockmaster sixty nine, but your time has come. <laughs> <laughs> no.
right. We're going to sign off here, everybody. Right. Have a good night. Hey.